Hello everyone, and welcome back to Murder Blows. Uh, Violet is back to her culty antics, and boy does she bring it. This is an uncomfortable episode. Gonna go ahead and paste some trigger warnings for graphic descriptions of mutilation and other bodily injury. So if that stuff makes you nauseous, it made me nauseous, and I don't get nauseous. You know, just viewer discretion is advised. Also, don't like let children listen to this. I don't know. You're a mom. You do your own thing. My name is Sasha, and I'm joined today by my other <laughs> wonderful co-hosts. Maisie. And Violet. And Cody. With a sandwich. <laughs> sandwich, Cody. <laughs> let's, I'm uh, at Publix let's... buying grapes and podcasting at the same time. I love you all. This is the best <laughs> slice of life. Here is some intro music. <laughs> Recording like 15 minutes ago. Oh. Wacky. Oh. Uh, we were talking about uh, fostering animals, adopting animals, uh, rescuing strays, which is like my favorite thing to do. Uh, Sasha knows for a fact that in the past, what, two months, I've rescued three cats and I'm working on four and five right now. Aw, an angel. But you don't keep them. Huh? I said, but you don't keep them. No, unfortunately. Um, I think, honestly, too, if I can get this mom and her baby out. Um, so I think the baby belonged to a different litter and something happened to its mom. And that this, like, beautiful Siamese cat has just kind of, like, adopted this baby. Which oh, makes my yeah. heart, she's, well, she's so aggressive about him, too. Like, he'll take food from my hands now. But anytime he does and he like looks up to me, the mom starts like yowling and getting like pissed. Like Aww. she is so mad. She's like, Don't touch my baby. But um, it's very cute. If I do get them, I think the company wants them off the property. So I'm just gonna let them roam around my neighborhood after I get them spayed and neutered. Nice. Um, because I mean my neighborhood's reasonably like cat friendly, you know, so I just feel like they do really well here. They're smart too. Um, so, anyways, yeah, I do want a cat. I think though. that, that they cat. would want them there though, because I bet they deal with any like mousy mouses. So, that was my like pitch, and like one of the CEOs loved it, and the other CEO was like, I hate cats, but he's never there, so we'll see. Um, yeah, you could make them an Instagram. <gasps> yes, the There's cat fucking... of solar panels. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a fucking cat that has a train station, he's a train station master, and in uh, Japan. Speaking what? of, <laughs> um, send you the stuff. <laughs> speaking of, I'll send you the stuff to this too. I gotta find him. It's Lucho. Oh yeah, we are following. Yes. Okay. So, 
Um, this past weekend, I went to freaking Scarefest, Ooh. which was a horror convention. Um, I'll get into it a little more too on Stream Weavers, uh, which we forgot to plug in the last episode, but it's fine. Um, we're plugging <laughs> it right here. It's um, always in the description and always in our hearts. Oh, <laughs> you're so sweet. Um, we've got a lot of requests. The it episode was pretty well received. Um, mm-hmm. But while I was at Scarefest, not only did I meet my hero, Bruce Campbell, um, mm. that was wild. I got, a, I got a photo op with him, but I blinked and my picture's all awful. So it will never see the light of day, unfortunately. Aww. It's really bad. <laughs> like normally I'd be like, eh, you know, I'll make it fly, but this one's rough. Like I'm in mid blink too. So it's like one eye is still like hanging in my eyelid. Um, but, uh, anyways, I got to meet the, uh, cool chick from, uh, Child's Play 2, I believe. Her name is Christine, and she was the coolest in the panel. So they did, like, a women of horror panel. Mm, Uh, That's so cool. Oh, it was awesome. And, uh, the (laughs) interviewer was like, what are you afraid of? And literally this bitch right here was like, um, does Donald, or she said Donald Trump. And I was like, I love her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, honey. And she also talked about how she like pretty much professionally fosters dogs. (gasps) And so Please go check out Lucho, L-U-C-H-O, and Lucy on Instagram. This dog was a rescue from, um, I can't remember the country, but uh, his face was, Uruguay, sorry. His face was mauled uh, and eaten off by disease, the front half. And they don't have any, like, really good profile pictures of the dog, but literally if you turn... Like, if he turns, his jaw goes, like, out probably a couple inches further, and his snout stops in, and he is the cutest. Like, the absolute, just most adorable dog. He's so cute. I know this is an audio podcast, and I don't know if anyone will be able to see him. Oh, I just like a gremlin. That's what I said. I was like, seriously, is he adopted yet? Because right now, (laughs) I will take him home. Yeah, I will name him the best name, and he will just be mine forever. But he did get adopted. He's got a sister named Lucy, who's also a rescue. Do you guys (laughs) hear my cat viciously mauling my door right now? Uh huh. (laughs) Can we give a shout out to Misfit? Dog Project is that the name of it? I'm terrible at names, guys. Let me look it up. Yeah, Misfit Dog Project. Yes, heck yeah. Because our um podcast mom, Rhonda, is a member. Hell yeah, rescue damn dogs. In case you can't tell, we like they animals. rescued like they rescue broken dogs and vintage dogs. Vintage. I like Vintage. That. Yep. <laughs> that's funny. I think that's like what I want to do in life. Like I want to make enough money so I can retire. Let's start. do it, Violet. Let's do it. But I want to do like a home for so I want to do a home for like uh like disabled or injured 
cats and dogs and call it familiar's places uh. <laughs> it's like a witch you can donate to our imaginary instagram <laughs> our patreon i am down <laughs> yeah that's what that's just what i want to do i think when i'm like done and i just want to hang out with cool animals and give them the life that they deserve because even like my cat for those of you that don't know my cat is uh three or four years old he's a little stout we'll just say stout but he has like one (laughs) um i can't really describe his his eye but one of his eyes it won't dilate like it won't get really tiny like yeah yeah. but it can get really big like you know how when you like play with a cat and their eyes like the black part like takes up the whole holes (laughs) yeah he can do that with it but it like stops and it's just a sliver. Anyways, uh, th- when I adopted him, the lady was like, "No one's ever taken him out of his cage because of his weird eye." Oh, uh, his eye is the poop. Well, and it's just so silly. Like he's such a good cat. Well, he's a dick, but like <laughs> they don't know All that. Cats are dicks. <laughs> also cats. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyone I've talked to, they're like, "Yeah, my cat's kind of mean. He's a tuxedo." And I'm like, "Oh." Oh yeah. <laughs> Tuxes are assholes. They're they're princesses. Yeah, and then black cats are just chilly. Yeah, yeah. But um, welcome to the animal edition of Murder Blows. Thankfully, my case has double record, so we're just going to talk about animals. That's right. Animals. Um, Yeah, that's a joke. But I'm living a Sasha month, kind of, sort of, not really. Are you? Yeah. I like con crunch the first half of the month and then I had Scarefest and then I have this weekend off, but the next weekend I'm going to Memphis. Oh for I feel a concert. you. I yeah. <laughs> I just looked at <laughs> Did you hear that Sorry, broken nervous. <laughs> I just I looked at my calendar with Jeremiah today and either he or I are out of town every week. Oh my gosh. Until we leave for Japan. I know, dude, I was trying to figure out a time when uh, we could all hang out again. Uh, like the brunch coven, as we so affectionately call it. Uh, and yeah, there's October is booked. Nope, I can do this weekend. I can do weekends, is the irony. And Yalakon's getting close, guys. We get to see each yes. other. I am so stoked. And then Maisie's going to come on down. Come on down to South Park. Have yourself a time. <laughs> okay. Be right there. Do you guys ever go to Cape Anime Con? What nope. is that? Just checking. <laughs> Just checking. No, I like capes. I don't live by the anchor. <laughs> Sorry. No capes. <laughs> no capes. The one cosplay that Maisie would do. Mm-hmm. No capes. Um, it's an audio <laughs> podcast, but nothing will top Maisie just like laying her head down in her um studio cube that she's built and just being a toilet in the background. <laughs> I Stay humble. Like, I looked like I was uh uh watching like a video of me like drunken and passed out during my like really depressed days. <laughs> you know, like oh, from right here from me. Like. Yeah, because you remember that one Christmas party where we, like, chugged a bottle of champagne, which in hindsight was not a great decision. No. uh, Out in the parking lot. Yeah. And then, uh, 
Were there gummy bears involved in this? There were so many vodka soaked for days gummy bears. Do you remember? Everyone was like, Violet, bring a Jewish food, bring a Jewish food. But I hated working there, so I like didn't give a shit and didn't want to share my lacquer recipe. So I just brought (laughs) unleavened bread that I bought. (laughs) (laughs) Or was it Jewish rye bread? I couldn't remember. I brought I bought bread from Kroger, put it on a plate, covered it in saran wrap, and no one ate it. Uh, yes. <laughs> it was literally like Sarah Lee brand. But I was like, uh, no, it's Jewish. It's Jewish so. bread. It had Jewish in the title. It did. On the bag that I bought at the store. <laughs> That's so funny. We're going to poison them. That's fair, because there were some people that I really could not stand there. <laughs> not that I would have poisoned them. I need to make that abundantly clear. <laughs> We run the murder podcast. Mm-hmm. There's no thinking, murder. I was thinking about that today too, though, because I feel like all my coworkers at my current job probably think like I'm pretty crazy and or a murderer. Um, especially because I have like intense rage blackouts, and also I'm like numb to certain situations. Um, and uh, I was thinking about that today today and i was like you know also this case really got me reflecting on could i be a murderer and i think the answer Mm. is solidly no but i feel like if someone threatened like the people i cared about then yes Mm -hmm. i i I would still really flourish in my vigilante roots oh i could see that yeah yeah like after like everything that happened with Sasha, I was, like, thinking, like, if someone, like, had her Sasha or her husband or her dog or cats, like, would I go and kill that person? Probably. <laughs> like, yeah. I would probably. And then when Cody was talking about, uh, you'll hear in the last episode, which is weird to say since we you just have, recorded it. You have heard in the last episode. <laughs> have heard. Cool. Um, <laughs> uh, that guy that was like following them on the trail I was like would I go to Pigeon or wherever no it wasn't in Pigeon Forge but would I go to that like area and find that person and kill them yeah <laughs> oh yeah I knew that I had the capacity for that when I was like 16 and my my baby sister was like 3 and I was like oh one hundo I would murder someone if anyone ever yeah <laughs> Like, yeah. not even a question. Not no. even. That, no, my no. dog, and my husband. Like, those three. And obviously Violet, but Violet's <laughs> also point, got I... it handled. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> if I get murdered, you know I have, like, left Jigsaw-style clues. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that person's oh, already... Oh, <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Um, I won't no. look for a murderer. I will look for clues. <laughs> <laughs> to find that person's body. <laughs> I will, like, home alone trap my house and just <laughs> they'll think they got one over on old violet but joke on them um anyway sorry that was probably <laughs> for conversation Maisie what's your capacity for being a murderer <laughs> uh ow I think I don't know okay that's I... probably sane <laughs> well like, I don't know I think <laughs> I think in the moment, my adrenaline would kick in and it'd be like, you know, like every man for himself kind of a deal. But then 
I couldn't live a normal life after that. Like, oh, no. guilt would be, I would die of guilt. <laughs> and that's that. <laughs> so, I, I should probably just call the authorities before I make a drastic action. <laughs> Come get me, I'm about to kill a man. And get, yeah. <laughs> Which you know? has happened. People I mean, if somebody's attacking you and you use bear mace and blind them, then you don't have to kill them because you just blinded them and you can get away. Yeah, or you can just grab their trachea. Give it a nice jiggle. Or the elephant oh, jerk. I'll shake them up. <laughs> he said, give it a nice jiggle, and I'm like, rip it out. Well, it's so like... No, we're not trying to murder them, Violet. We're trying to just hurt them. It's very sensitive. Well, it sounds like you're trying to make them yodel. <laughs> no, just... You take your fingertips and put it around the trick for just a second. They'll be like, oh my god. Or you could be like Jenna Marbles and just make a face at them across the room. Be like, don't even, you don't even want to come over here. No. I, I did just subconsciously squeeze my own trachea. It fucking hurts, so. Right? Well, I was sitting here doing it, and you have the camera on me so you can see. It doesn't feel great, but it's your own neck, so you know when to stop. But you don't care what it feels like somebody else. Is that kind of like the baby carrot theory? Oh, Come, come yeah. again? You so, go Go ahead, no, Sasha. you do it. You brought it up. Mm. <laughs> you brought it up. Are we gonna have to you cut this like out? Family. No, it's nasty, no, no, no. But it's nasty, like my whole fucking case. Um, <laughs> I'm just alluding to it so hard. Um, so they say that you can bite a human finger off as easy as you can snap a baby carrot Sick. in your teeth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as easy as biting her finger. I got the ring on. It's no. not going anywhere. <laughs> you know, I think it's just your pinky finger also. But... Oh, okay. Well, that's good because the only thing I like to put in my mouth is Arcadian's or er, <laughs> Slate Labs. They don't approve of this ad. <laughs> the end of the carrot story, though, is that your brain stops you from biting through your own fucking finger. You know who it didn't stop? Mighty Joe Young. <laughs> he said, chomp, chomp, chomp to that guy's fingers. I just pictured Mighty Joe Young putting on the blank Slate Labs lip scrub. What an image like, that is. Girl, Get on it, someone. Bitch. Um, well, I just so... took a shower and used my lip scrub. <laughs> Goodbye. It was nice. <laughs> it was super nice, actually. I forgot how nice it was. <laughs> I forgot how nice it was. You know what's even nicer is that with Code Murder Blows all over case... Um, like the cool hipster albums of days of old, um, you can get 10% off. 15, even. 15, wow, that should tell you how awesome that is. I can't even remember the fucking number. Um, I'm not a mathematician. Mathematician? I've only this. had But you beers. are a bathmatician, and in your bath, you use that sweet and salty scrub on oh, your yeah. leggies. Oh, yeah. From Arcadian good. Grooming, right? That one's Arcadian? Or is no, that Blank Slate? The Sweet and Salty is still Blank Slate. You see, we're confused because they're sister companies, but... They're sister companies, and they're both so amazing, so they just, like, run together with amazingness. And the code works both ways. I have this guilty pleasure where in the bath I scrub my legs with the Sweet and Salty scrub, and then I just soak my legs back into the water, and I'm like, all of this good stuff's gonna get over the rest of my body now. And I'm just super stoked about it. So that's a pro tip for you. Good pro tip. Also, if you have dead skin in between your toes because you sweat a lot, especially on your feet, it gets rid of all that. My toes are so smooth. 
and I hate feet. No shade to people that do like feet. You know, no shade to feet. So sad. Sorry, Ellie. Um, Maisie's whole face is smooth because she recently got the banana face wash. Uh huh. Tell them. Tell them about it. Um, the banana face wash. I just recently looked up the ingredients. Oh, it says I... unscented, but smells of raw aloe juice, which. It might be the little witch in me, but I'm like, ooh, yes. Yeah. So it has aloe leaf juice, banana extract, uh, organic argan oil, vitamin E oil, and witch hazel. Oh, I just it's recently not learned witch that witch hazel. It's, it does. It's free of harsh cleansers, parabens, uh, yeah, phalloletus. Spell that one. <laughs> mm, get, get out ready. of here, parabens. P H T H A L. Yeah, I'm already out. I can't. That's a lot. Phthalates. Phthalates. Polysorbates. I love that ice cream. Is that an ice cream? Pegs <laughs> and fragrance. <laughs> That's what it's free of. It's got none of that shit in it. I love it. M made out of Knoxville, Tennessee. Knox, Vegas. Shout out to our last episode where we talked about Knoxville. I will say witch hazel is a natural toner, so it's yeah. probably is... a two-in-one-esque product, and I'm right. way into that. Gentle and hydrating cleanser with organic argan oil. Uh, come check them out at ArcadianGrooming.com and Arcadian Official on Instagram. Tell them we sent you. Use the code. Um, they already know what's up. We love them. Thanks, Allie and Eric Dale. It's free face real estate. What? It's free face real estate. I mean, it's free real estate. Free your face. Your face is, yeah. Your face is free. Hmm. <laughs> a paraben. A paraben. <laughs> a paraben. Ding. I love it. Allie, please work on like an overnight mask. That's the only thing I'm really missing in my life. Please. <laughs> if you have requests, you can reach out to them on Instagram as well. I'm sure they'll humor them. <laughs> no, don't, be, don't be crazy, though. Come on. I, oh, yeah. Don't be weird. Don't be weird. Send the weird stuff to us. Yeah, you right? Your comforts. At Murder I haven't Blows, done that one in a long time. I know. I They're just talked really... over that, but she said murderblows at gmail.com. Yeah, I mean, maybe people are just comfortable right now. They're not too close. They're just comfortable. Comfortable. Is it time already? It's, is it, it's is that time. the water we want? Yes. It's time. <sighs> Here's a sweet transition for you. Murder. Oh, snap. I know things about murder. <laughs> Y'all are on a roll. Um, so, heads up. I was... I didn't check because I don't care how long it's been because I would honestly be embarrassed. I haven't done a cult in a while. Ooh, yeah. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and P.S. Like, this episode's going up 9.30, so happy early Halloween month. Yes. What a way to start it off. <laughs> um <laughs> Woo. Uh, I haven't done a cult in a while, and after doing this case, I realized why. Yep, this is it. I don't really know how to explain this. Uh, I wrote this myself, but my sources are in my backpack, so I'll have to get those in a minute. Um, I know it was 
Wikipedia, Murderpedia, Sword and Stone, uh, List All, and the Chicago Tribune. I read about six articles from the Chicago Tribune. Uh, also, it takes place in my home city. Yeah. <laughs> what a I thing guess. to be proud of. <laughs> Chicago? <laughs> yeah. I, it's the reason why I picked this. I was like, oh, cool. Chicago. <laughs> and then I was like, shit, never mind. <laughs> shit, I'm Chicago. So um also just whoever does the intro please be ready to throw up some trigger warnings because this made me nauseous okay cool um so i'm gonna run through this a little differently um because i wrote this out myself from the data i compiled look at how fancy i am now um this takes place in chicago illinois which is my home freaking town and i'm not proud of it today um so on May 23rd, 1981, a 26-year-old mother of two is walking down the sidewalk close to Wrigley Field, go Cubs, uh, on a brisk Chicago spring evening. Uh, unfortunately, the next time Linda Sutton is seen on June 2nd, 10 days later, uh, she is found outside of a motel near Villa Park, face down, handcuffed, and mutilated. Her face is so badly beaten that she is near unrecognizable and her left breast is amputated. Um, the police also find $17 stuffed in her sock, which is an indicator that she may have been a prostitute. It's said that the police are already dismayed to this fact, since anyone who had worked in homicide knew that a dead working girl was more than likely full of dead ends in a case of murder. Uh, this theory was confirmed after discovering at least eight other arrests on her record for prostitution dating back to January 1977. According to her mother, who was the last known witness, she said that uh, Linda was on her way to the grocery store, and that was the last time she saw her. She didn't have her kids with her, right? No. Okay. Thank God. Um, another calamitous uh, realization is that crimes as gruesome often occur more than once. So a year later, uh, May 15th, 1982, Lorraine Ann Borowski, there we go, is kidnapped outside of Elmhurst Real Estate Office, where she was reporting for work that morning. The 21-year-old stayed missing for five months before her decomposing body was found on October 10th in Clarendon Hills Cemetery. Over the months when Lorraine, better known, known as Lori to friends and family, uh, was missing more women disappear and are found mutilated uh with their left breast removed in each case their valuables are left with them but their bodies uh are terribly mutilated and assaulted in a ritualistic fashion so moving right along uh to may 29th 1982 uh shui mock uh age 30 gets into an argument with her brother she is an immigrant uh, from Korea, I believe. Uh, fact check me on that one, please. Um, with her brother, while the two of them were driving home from their family-owned restaurant, uh, Streamwood. Uh, as her brother pulls to a stoplight, um, Mock exits the vehicle and storms off down the road. Her body isn't found until late September in the same state as the other women. Um, as far as, like, mutilation. All that stuff. Uh, June 13th, 1982, a 23-year-old woman believed to be a prostitute by the name of Angel York barely survives an assault by men in a beat-up van on Chicago's north side where the assailants attempted to mutilate her left breast with a knife. Uh, she was thrown out of the van 
after being mutilated and manages to survive escape she gives yeah she gives a description um but unfortunately the description kind of leads to dead ends and it's not enough to uh gain a suspect august 28th 1982 this is their youngest victim so far um sandra delaware 18 year years old is raped stabbed and strangled her body is found under the fullerton avenue bridge on the north branch of the chicago river uh september 8th 1982 is when the body of rose beck davis a 30 year old marketing executive from broadway is discovered in chicago's gold coast neighborhood uh it is determined that she had been abducted raped uh, uh beaten with the blunt side of an axe stabbed with the blunt side of an or not with the blunt um with the blade part of an axe in the uh left breast mutilation wound and then uh fatally stabbed to death <laughs> so that's a break in the trend right because she's not a sex worker yes um and neither was the real estate agent oh, okay so well to be fair some people might just carry money in their sock uh she was she was a prostitute though the okay first. okay i most, was just most defending the people that keep money in no no sock. that's fine <laughs> yeah Cody, if you keep money, you keep in, money your in your sock I mean, you're a prostitute <laughs> <laughs> the device murder blows um, better than better than your bra just saying as someone who worked in customer service like true just don't do that thank you um so this next one is more of a speculation but it wouldn't surprise me so i felt like i needed to put it in um on september 11th 1982 a chicago cubs pitcher reports his wife carol uh missing police assume that she has fallen to the same fate as the other women though her body isn't found for another five years and when it is it's ruled as an accidental death um of the breast no so that was weird with her um i don't know if it was because i didn't look into it a whole lot um because everywhere pretty much said that because uh the police ruled it as an accidental death that it like wasn't associated Hmm. Um, also five years of decay like yeah um but uh so here's another trend breaker uh on october 6 1982 rafael torado a 28-year-old male is fatally shot with a male companion wounded at a phone booth. Uh, the male companion, I don't... Some sites said he was murdered and then others said he wasn't. Uh, the male companion, I mean, uh, at a phone booth in Chicago. This is also debated to not be associated with the rest of the murders, um, just for how kind of random and out of place it seems in comparison to the other crimes. Um, but due to a fact that we learn about someone involved in this um nothing would surprise me so finally we come to december 6 1982 beverly washington is found by a railroad track uh by some workers what separates this victim uh through this horrific spree um is that she survived she's alive um she's found handcuffed beaten and once again her left breast removed uh not only did she survive this attack 
but she was able to give a very detailed description of all of her attackers and the van that was used to abduct her. Uh, she... Whew, brace yourself, everybody. This is where it gets kind of rough. Um, she informed police of the tribulation she was put through, including being handcuffed to a bed, forced to swallow unknown pills, and that they had used piano wire to amputate her left breast. And as they pulled tighter, uh, she fell into a state of shock and passed out. <sighs> um, another key factor in Beverly's description um, of the van was that it matched a similar van that was sighted during the time of uh, Lori Borowski's disappearance. This van is spotted once again 10 days after Beverly Washington's body is found. When She's alive, but um, the police pull the van over and meet the driver. He's 21-year-old Edward Spritzer, uh, and he nervously explains that the van isn't his and belongs to his boss, Robin Gecht, um, age 28. Police follow up on Gecht and find that he fits Washington's description perfectly. And um, so does Andrew, because uh, she... she describes four individuals um and they all fit her descriptions perfectly oh, that's too many um, individuals yeah um they bring him in for questioning and through it all he maintains his innocence and due to a lack of evidence the police are forced to release him shut up not you violet Need story <laughs> evidence harder jesus christ yeah. um so after much deliberation on how they were essentially just trying to get this guy, like they knew it was him, whatever evidence they didn't have, they knew this was their guy. Um, so they decided to bring in Spritzer for questioning again, because he seemed very nervous and uncomfortable and kind of weak willed the first time they uh, talked to him. And naturally, uh, he's unable to keep calm and it doesn't take very long for police to get him to confess to the crimes at hand. Um, according to Edward, once again, here we go. Um, according to Edward, he and Gecht would patrol the streets for prostitutes, um, though that wasn't their main target. Um, they would literally just look for any woman alone on the streets of Chicago. Um, but they would pick them up and then begin to torture them. They would stab them. It was confirmed that they used uh, the piano wire to remove their left breast. And then they would proceed to have sex with the wound. Um, he even said that they should look in the attic um, of Robin Gett, uh, which is where they performed all of their rituals, and that he had a box, um, a trophy box, they called it, uh, where he would keep the breasts and nipples from their victims, and he would masturbate into it, um, cut up the breasts, and then proceed to feed the other members uh, as a part of a satanic ritual. No. I hate all of this. <laughs> oh. I just, it's hard enough to get four people together to go to brunch. <laughs> Could you like, imagine? how do you agree on that? Like, no one's like, oh, mm, how about we leave the lady alone? Oh. Um, so, uh, Spritzer confesses to seven of the murders um, and introduces another suspect, uh, Andrew Cocorales, age 19. Uh, he is quickly brought in and implicates himself in the murders as well. And this round of questioning leads to Andrew's brother, Thomas 
Rallis, uh, age 22. Um, so we have Thomas Cocorales, Andrew Cocorales, and Edward Spritzer. Um, and through these uh, confessions, it leads them to get a warrant to Robin Gex Attic, um, who's the owner of the van. It's there that they find the ritual, the place where uh, the real ritualistic killings were held. Um, even though I think there was one site that said uh, that one of the murders did take place in a hotel, and um, but there was it was the first one that took place in a motel, I think, because she was found outside of it. Um, he is finally brought in, um, and the media picks up a name uh, called, and they call them the Ripper Crew or the Chicago Rippers. Mm. Um, they are allegedly a satanic cult. Um, this is pretty wild. Uh, I don't think this has anything to do with the rest of the case, but I do think it is insanely coincidental. Um, through all of this research and interrogating, the police discover that Robin Gecht worked as a construction subcon- a construction subcon- Thank you. Wow. I don't know why I struggled with that. Uh, for not, none other than John Wayne Gacy. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, the two um, were never connected, but the fact that Robin was able to persuade three young boys to assist him in ritualistic murders is a little coincidental. Um, what? <laughs> Gacy also always claimed that he had an accomplice, but there was never, like, any evidence or anything that proved that. Um, a lot of people... Heebie-jeebies. <laughs> I didn't know that until pretty much I was done with the case. Because <laughs> um, for those of you that have listened, I have, like, family backstory with John Wayne Gacy. Um, but it is kind of odd that i mean he was a subcontractor there i got it that time um <laughs> and that all of these boys are under the age of like 25 i don't know um but a lot of people kind of naysay it and they say it was just a coincidence uh because of their different tastes as gross as that is to say um as far as victims go Bless. so yeah, um, so all three members of the Ripper crew confessed to the murders, with the exception of Robin Gecht, um, but uh, R- Robin Gecht, Andrew Spritzer, and Thomas Cocorales were sentenced to life in prison. Uh, Thomas's brother, Andrew Cocorales, on the other hand, was executed by lethal injection on March 17th, 1999. The main um, didn't get murder Ooh, just you wait. Um, so Thomas is off, uh, pleads guilty to only three of the murders in exchange for a 70-year sentence. Um, more later on that. On January 11th, 2003, Governor George Ryan clears out Illinois' death row as a final act in office and commutes them to life terms. What the fuck? This proves extremely problematic as part of the plea bargain that Thomas Cocorales, the one that entered like into a 70-year sentence, um, also uh, like 
I guess as part of his plea bargain, uh, got him into day-for-day good behavior credit. Um, So he is up for parole on September 29th, 2017. I just screamed no into the microphone so loud. You're lucky I was muted. (laughs) Um, Get it? Fucking wild. Um, However, due to this lack of housing... Uh, authorities uh, can hold him up to an additional 17 months. Not long enough. More later. Wait, that's up, right? If he was up for in September 2017. Yeah, you can't more later the accountant of the group. Um, Robin Gett (laughs) never, never charged for murder due to the Cocolaris brothers and, and Andrew Spritzer refusing to testify against him in court. He does plead guilty to the brutal assault of Beverly Washington, which gets him 120 years in prison, uh, leaving his projected parole date in 2042. Okay. I'm dead by then. Okay. Oh, yeah. However, on March 29th, 2019... Just six months prior to our current time, Thomas Cocorellis, now 58 years old, was released from prison and now lives at Wayside Cross Ministries in Aurora, Illinois. What is way? What is that? The ministries is it like a halfway house. Uh, so I think I read um on one of the I think one of the wiki pages uh that the brothers were raised Greek Orthodox and this whole time. Um, that the brothers are in jail. The Greek Orthodox Church is trying to get them released. No. Sentence shortened. Greek Church, um, leave them. Calm your tits, uh, literally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, they're, but they're literally stopped at every cross section until this governor's like, no more death row. Like, no more. Life sentences for everybody. You get a life sentence and you get a life sentence. Mm-hmm. Um which I is kind like of should have been required to review everyone's case and like sign off on that. Like, yeah. because collectively, but... this cult uh, supposedly murdered 18. They took credit for 18 murders. Uh, the two men, um, Rafael Torado and his male companion, and then the 16 other women that they raped and murdered through Chicago. Mm-hmm. So homeboy's just like living in a church right now. This is the only time I wish like God was real because maybe he would get struck by lightning. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that is the story of the Chicago Rippers or the Ripper crew. What if you want to call them? <sighs> Colts are so tough. <laughs> Um, uh yeah what is the ritual supposed to get them like, so that was power? my thing i was really trying to question it was kind of like i was explaining it to my mother and um <laughs> hey mom let me tell you about this cult yeah i didn't tell her everything obviously um she's a, a frail protect, woman protect the delicate yeah <laughs> um, but uh she uh she was like, oh, is this a satanic ritual? And I was like, yeah, but like Satanism is very like convoluted. And I was like, I can't tell you exactly what they did in this specific strain of murders, but I can tell you that I've never heard anything like it 
<laughs> you know, like so 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 specific. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there's a ton of information on it though. Um, that was kind of cool. I actually might go back and read more because the Chicago Tribune has every newspaper that was published during this trial. So you can literally read like process after process after process, which I think is super cool. Yeah, but um, now it stopped me from going and reading Chicago Tribune because it's like, you need to subscribe. I'm like, oh, not it. to that shit, though. I know I get like, I get pretty lucky with that usually because I read like six articles before. I just was like, all right, I, I have enough information on this insanity. Dear publications, find another way to make money. I'm not going to subscribe to your bullshit. No. Mm -hmm. Maybe if it was stuff like this, not that I want stuff like this every day, but if it was stuff I like, cared about every day. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So that's why I only do cults once in a while. Yeah, because they're like, kapow kapow in your face. They're the worst. They're pretty dark. Um, but I do have on, on the cusp of Halloween programming, I have some pretty, I, I don't want to say exciting. I don't like to call cases fun or exciting because usually they're not. Um, <laughs> they're just really depressing. Um, so on that Unbelievable. note. Yeah, I cannot believe Robin Geck did not get charged with murder. I'm also huh? confused on how three murders gets you 70 years, but one beating gets you 120. Not arguing. Yeah. I'm no. curious. <laughs> yeah, cause especially because this kid is, like, out. He was older than his younger brother, who got freaking lethal injection four years before, like, this law passed. Four years is not a long time when you're in prison as far as, like, am I gonna die? Am I not gonna die? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, all of them, the more I do this podcast, the more I'm very, like, raw, raw lethal injection. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's, like, 100% confirmed, you know? Because yeah. you do have cases where people are on death row and they get found innocent, which is wild and insane. Mm -hmm. um, but these guys, like, confess to it. They found a box of, like, semen and cut up breasts and nipples. Like, come on now. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna throw up. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was at work doing this research and I had to go take a like go to the bathroom. I was like, I'm gonna put my computer on like intense lockdown. Sleep. Take a walk. <laughs> yeah, I literally was just like, I need to Wow. Get a breath of fresh air. I'm back, everybody. I'm Did you miss go, me? Go back. Go back to where <laughs> you came from. Bring me back the Benjamin Franklin cryptids. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, he was weird too. He was, <laughs> like, weird. he was all innocent. I'm still here. I'm just driving around in in the public's parking lot. Nice. Oh, wow. Are you also traumatized? Yes, very extreme. And I'm scared now. Oh, more no. More than ever. Do you it's have okay. your I mace? <laughs> I do have some mace. Nice. <laughs> Actually. I've read Go that. Ahead. People that use like pepper spray or mace in emergency situations are more likely to spray themselves on their assailant. Ooh, that would be me. I would pretty be high me. stakes. Just be careful, I guess. Be careful. 
Oh, Lord, that was heavy. What do we like this week? Not that. Not that. I freaking like that I fell in love all over again. The other night, Cute. I, I was sitting down, and I was like, oh, what do you want to watch, hon? Like, Kitchen Nightmares, Cowboy Bebop? Like, what do you want to get into? And he was like, well, I saw you, like, watching that thing about the Golden State Killer. Can we watch True Crime? And I was like, cool. Do you want my new virginity? <laughs> like, I don't know how to express to you how much I love this right now. Because he's a very happy person, generally. Like, he likes shonen animes about, like, being strong and keeping your chin up. But out of nowhere, he was like, true crime? And he was like, what's this making a murderer? So now I am, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we are into it. And it just gets me so excited because I get so riled up about this stuff. And he, like, so he's in so much disbelief at so many things he's like oh, what there was no evidence and he'll like hysterically cackle because i i mean I do that. <laughs> he's like how is that possible <laughs> these are my, the police <laughs> my favorite thing about this is i know you have to ron swanson in a hardware store like hold that back where he's yeah. like oh blah 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 and i know you're like i know more than you but you can't do that <laughs> oh yeah 100% um but it's been really fun to kind of see him get like as upset and into this stuff as not as into it obviously but as passionate about it as I am no but he's just excited about it and I appreciate that and I like new that. to him what's yeah. everybody else like mm. I really there's a show on <laughs> on Netflix called Working Moms and I can't relate to it at all, but it's a Canadian show, <laughs> so I'm already there for it. Um, it's You see, like, three different storylines from three different moms, and they all have very different lives, but they all are in the same, like, mommy and me group. Mm -hmm. And it's just really realistic, and it's just a lot of fun. The first, like, I don't know, four minutes is three women in the mommy and me group, and they all have their boobs out, like, comparing sizes and stuff. So much so, John was like, wait, what is this show? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, you're interested? I was like, it's called Working Moms. Don't worry about it. But it's cute. It's a good time. It's also like, they talk about heavy stuff like postpartum depression and I don't know. Going back to work after having a baby. Going back to work, what it's like to basically have people look down on you because you just had a kid. I don't know. It's that shit's insane at my job. Nuts. Or insane. But working moms on Netflix, go check it out. It's really good. I know that Cody likes sandwiches because she's getting herself a public sandwich right now. And some some weird ass flavored popcorn or something. Jelly beans, cotton candy. What's happening? Those are grapes. <laughs> I can't drop grapes. How cotton candy grapes? How and why the would wonder, you do the that? The wonder of genetically modified. I'm disturbed. I can't. I'm into it. Cotton candy grapes? Uh-huh. All right. Cotton candy. I've never had one, but I want one. Anyway. I like... That was weird because everyone's at their mic and I just heard a door shut. It's John. 
Okay. Sorry. Whoo! I was I like, never... I like ghost stories, apparently. The door's closed. I don't know what he's doing out there. I like, um... I don't know. Taking care of myself. So, today I got home. I was like, I have an hour and a half before recording. I could do my chores and eat or work out and eat. And I chose work out and eat, so... Ooh! Fuck this house. No, I'm kidding. I love this house. This house is great. <laughs> That's it. I love it. Um, Halloween is freaking coming up, everybody. Guys, it's practically here. Yeah, Hell it's been yeah. here for like four months for me, as per usual. I don't think it stopped, but now I'm in like full Halloween spirit. I'm walking around in witch costumes for no reason. I'm handing out candy to strangers, not in a weird way. Don't take candy from me. Um, <laughs> even though it's not weird, it's totally safe. I'm your friend. Um, <laughs> it's just a pixie stick, I swear. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'm very excited. So if you guys have any Halloween content that you want to see on the podcast, please, please, please hit us up on Twitter, Instagram. If you want to see more Violet's Kitchens, I want to make pumpkin pumpkin flavored everything. Everything. So make just... your own pumpkin beer. <gasps> I don't have plus pumpkin yeah pumpkin is the best i haven't had that yet this season i had four not today (laughs) but (laughs) i was like damn you're doing good them high brave (laughs) (laughs) no it was a couple weeks ago but uh yeah no i was just drinking shiner bach tonight but um but yeah uh thanks everybody for going on this crazy wild ride with us um yeah, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> you guys rock. Uh, murderers don't. We'll talk to you next time. Correct. Goodbye. Bye. Adios. If you're looking for something different, Murder Mile covers the untold, unsolved, and long-forgotten murders in London's West End. It's researched using the original police investigation files, it's presented as a dramatisation, and it focuses on the victims' lives in an honest, detailed, and sympathetic way. Murder Mile is about life, not lunatics. So if you love true crime stories about real murders by regular people in everyday places, then Murder Mile is just for you. Murder Mile was nominated one of the best British true crime podcasts of 2018. So if you love things a little bit different, try Murder Mile. Hello everybody and welcome back to Murder Blows. My name is Sasha. Nope. Hello everybody. (laughs) I mean it is.